0: Thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone, in podcast, villa, internet land, wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, unintended baggage. One with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials, Projectile, Staging, and Logistics Committee the Western Forty Guild of Professional Anarchist, Logo Chapter 151, and one silver dollar poorer, Wiley. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well, man, but uh, why do you say that? Uh, You know exactly why I say that, because it is now July 1st, Vladimir Putin is still in power, and he is not dead, so by the rules of the silver dollar bet i have won the bet and now you must pay up
2: I, I'm, I'm not sure what you're talking about <laughs>
0: what do you mean you don't know what i'm talking about i have no idea what you're what are you talking about you don't know what i'm talking about yeah i don't recall any bet. you don't recall a bet did we make a do bet? we want to go back to the tape is that what you want I, th- I think we like to go back I, as I think far you're, as i think you're, you're could, totally confused we could go back as far as last week No. so no, no, we're gonna go ahead and here, here we go, here we buddy. go. Uh,
2: there is your silver dollar Look at that. Isn't that, isn't that. isn't that a pretty one? That's a pretty one. You know, and I have to say that the silver dollar you gave me for uh, the last bet that I won um, was only 90% silver, by the way. That is is three nines pure. So you actually got a little better end of the deal.
0: Oh, well, there, there you go. Yeah. I like so, it.
2: But I like the look of yours because it was kind of an antique one, so... You know,
0: so you cap it. I kept it. I thought I was getting that one back. I guess not. No, no,
2: no. I like the look of that one, so I kept it. So you get like a what is that a two thousand nine or something? You get a new American Eagle. Yeah,
0: new new Merck. Yeah, god damn it. You know, last Saturday you really. Well, I I thought so too.
2: Yeah, last Saturday it's like literally we're doing the show, and as we're doing the show, you know, here's Prigozhin with an army heading to Moscow uh you you moscow uh, they're like 150 miles outside of moscow i'm thinking this is a done deal man i I, mean i've won this i've won this this hands down you know and uh you know shit. as soon as we were done recording the show i turn on the news and it's uh yeah uh, Prigozhin just decided to quit just stopped dead you know but i actually have a theory as to why he did that. Oh, we're getting into this right off the bat, huh? You know, I, let, let's do it, since, since it segues so well. Okay, And then right. we'll, we'll come back to some of the other stuff. Um, here's the thing, is, you know how, as as Prigozhin was going to uh, Moscow, he sent a detachment to an army base in the west. Uh, it's called uh, Voronezh-45 military base. And that's where they stockpile a lot of tactical nuclear weapons, okay? Yeah. Now, the uh, Wagner personnel actually took over the base, controlled the base for about an hour, and then abruptly left, okay? So I'm wondering if this whole thing was for Prigozhin to acquire nuclear weapons and there's been no talk about that but you know on the ground there were a lot of open source intelligence saying this is what happened we know that they controlled this base and they were in complete control of this base for roughly an hour okay and then they all just hightailed it out of there and it was not long after they left that base that Prigozhin decided to turn around and head to belarus and they made the deal so that's what i'm wondering if either a that was part it, first of all it's it's speculation as to whether wagner actually acquired nuclear weapons however they were 100 in a position to have done so okay okay and these would be tactical nuclear weapons like uh you know uh, low kiloton yield like you know one to five kiloton yield um uh, artillery and things like that. Yeah. These are not like strategic nuclear weapons. They're the lower end tactical nuclear weapons that were stored there. Ones that are more mobile. Right. But can you imagine a private military
0: group in possession of tactical nuclear weapons? Well, hold on. Here's the other thing about the, the, the Wagner group though, that, right. that that kinda a lot of it came out during this as well, which are things that I didn't know. They weren't really private though. Well, they were supplied, their ammunition and their gas, like, and all their logistical stuff was all supplied by the Russian government.
2: Right. And they also sent the Russian government a bill for their services. So they were, they were, yes, they were. They were like semi-private. Um, well, they used to use Wagner in the past as a plausible deniability. It was like Blackwater, yeah. mm-hmm. so Wagner was their Blackwater, and we'd send them in when we wanted mercenaries, but we kind of wanted to keep the United States, you know, yeah, for war at arms and reach. And stuff, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, the U.S. uses private mercenaries, and that's how they used to be used. But since this war, um, you know, of course, because they became one of their main fighting forces, because the rest of their, you know. Uh, army sucks so bad um that you know the the russian army was supplying them directly and part of the reason that you know they got so pissed is because wagner wasn't being supplied by the russian army like they were supposed to have been yeah they weren't getting the levels that they right. wanted so um that is really interesting that you know that's that's what could have happened there and that could be why now Prigozhin, after actually attempting a coup against the Russian government, is free to travel wherever he pleases. Is he really free to travel wherever he pleases? Oh, yeah. Them? He was in St. Petersburg yesterday. Oh, was he really? Yeah. And, and then uh, went off to Moscow. And yeah, now they did. It, it's funny because Putin is walking such a line because he's saying that the people responsible for these, the coup are going to be held accountable. And he did arrest one of the Wagner generals. Uh, but uh, Prigozhin is allowed to to come and go as he pleases. So, yeah, this is a really weird one. Man. Right, this is there's right. a lot of weird going on in Russia right and now, and most of his forces are now in Belarus. So, oh,
0: so most of the most of the troops went to Belarus.
2: Yeah, well, uh, Lukashenko, the president of Belarus, is the one who brokered the deal between Prigozhin and Putin.
0: Yeah, okay. well, because there's a lot of talk out there about how the the the, the Wagner Group uh, soldiers are just going to be put into the Russian army.
2: Well, yeah, that's a lot of them are. They're going to be offered a contract. And that was part of the thing that caused Prigozhin to get so pissed off in the first place is because the Russian army wanted to just basically absorb Wagner. And they told all the Wagner troops that they're going to have to sign a contract to be in the the regular Russian army. And that was one of the reasons that led up to the coup. So it's just a a very strange scenario. But the end result is uh, Putin is weaker now than ever. So that's true they, putin will be deposed or will be killed in fact there was an assassination attempt on him uh just uh two days ago um they uh, they found uh, the russian uh fsb found that a bridge that putin travels over back and forth between the kremlin and his residence in moscow was wired with explosives oh man yeah so they someone was planning to blow the bridge now the Russians actually wired bridges with explosives when they thought Wagner was coming, but this was wired after the fact, so someone was going to try to blow up the bridge with Putin on it. So, yeah, just a lot of things going on right there. But, yeah, I, I called the timing wrong, man.
0: Yeah, you know? Okay, now that July 1st is it, I hope Putin gets deposed right away.
2: Well, yeah, I, I do too as well. But uh, you know, Now that I, the bet's over. I thought for sure last week that I had just nailed it perfectly, but it's so weird that in the midst of being completely successful in his coup he
0: just turns around yeah
2: i mean that was just so bizarre i had
0: to call him and ask him
2: yeah i had to call him yeah I what did he say call. Yeah? he
0: said okay he he was willing to yeah. yeah that's when it turned around yeah as soon as we got done with the show i was like hey look what'd you promise him a silver dollar <laughs> no i didn't have to no 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 i just he hates you so much uh, that's probably true yeah but Gojin was like it's a good Wiley. yeah and i was like yeah he's <laughs> like i'll stop <laughs> it was really nice of him i mean oh, it was yeah. super nice of him yeah I'm,
2: I'm not going to send him a christmas card this year you're not gonna no, right no. he's off my christmas card list i don't blame you yeah
0: i don't blame mm-hmm. you but
2: just imagine what if he does cra- have hold the on wouldn't that
0: be funny is to put people like that like have a christmas card list and literally put like world leaders up and just send them a christmas card every year
2: i think that would be pretty uh useless and a complete waste of time i'm just saying it'd be kind of funny though really it'd be a good bit well you should do that i'm gonna think about yeah, it, yeah yeah so
0: uh, but anyway, uh, what else? Uh, What's right, going so on? on. I, I, I we got to get the personal stuff now. Okay. All right. All right so first off, I was a, it was requested by my brother-in-law mm-hmm. uh, for you to give a Buccaneer prognosis for the upcoming season. Oh, you know, I haven't started looking into it yet. Um, initial thoughts. Just give me some initial thoughts here. <sighs> mm. He thinks they're going to suck. Yeah. No playoffs. Yeah. No Super Bowl. I think we're probably looking at a six and nine
2: season. In all honesty. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's the way it feels. The
0: quarterback that's coming. The the people they got. There's you know for the starting position. Yeah. What's his name? I can't even think of his name now. The. I I was depending on you to know this stuff.
2: Yeah, I know. I my head's not in football yet. Normally, it's it's not till August till right before the preseason that my head really gets into it. So I'm not quite there yet, but I do promise that in. uh, probably uh, towards the middle or end of next month, I will give my prognosis. Baker but I Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Thank you very much. I couldn't think of that. So, yeah, I think that uh, honestly, I don't know how good a quarterback he actually is. Um, you know, he seems like he's kind of all over the map. Uh, I don't know how well he's going to fit into our program. Um, you know, we've still got some glaring issues, especially on defense and the secondary. Uh, if we can keep our receiving core, we're in pretty good shape there. We've got some offensive line issues. So, there are some issues that probably need to be addressed uh, in, you know, free agency and trades and things like that. So, we'll see. But I'll, I'll give a more detailed report down the road. I'm, I'm not quite ready for it.
0: All right. All right. Fine. All right. So, I will give a uh, also a Uber story for the week. Um, so, I worked last Saturday night. And last Saturday night was the, like, uh, gay pride parade down in St. Pete. Oh, was it? Okay. Now, typically... I like picking up in St. Pete on Saturday nights.
2: Yeah. Typically. Well, you've always liked uh, picking up gay guys in St. Pete, so yeah, yeah that's kind of your thing. Normally, I yeah. do
0: like picking up the gays right. down in St. Pete, but I got to tell you, after last Saturday night, not really feeling so spry about the gays. Huh. How come? Um, They were rude. Hmm. They didn't tip for shit. Wow. And they overall were not a pleasant experience. Wow. Huh. All right. Give me some for details. the whole evening. Give me like they would get in the car and, you know, again, I would say the same thing to him. I was saying everybody else, but they either wouldn't talk. Right. Um, they were just, again, overall, just kind of not warm to me. Right. And like I take them where they got to go and then, you know, drop them off or whatever. But they were just me. They were just, they were just kind of rude. And again, not tipping. The bigger thing was that they weren't tipping. Right. Which is not typical for the gay people that I pick up normally in St. Pete. Right. Normally in St. Pete, you pick up gay people. I'm like, all oh, I'm going to get a tip. It's always a pleasant conversation. You know, gay people are kind of funny sometimes.
2: Now, uh, how 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 wide a sample size is this? How many uh, people did you pick up? Probably ten. Okay, so not super wide. Okay, well, that's still a pretty good number. I mean, statistically speaking, you would think that out of ten pickups, you'd probably only have a couple of people who were not good. You know, rides. Well, Yeah,
0: normally, yeah, normally was it'd be pretty good, but it just right. wasn't good. Now, I got, but I have one ride at the end. Right. So this guy at the end, and look, I know that I'm sure people bullshit and lie when they're in the car with you about who they are or whatever. So I'm driving this guy up, and he was telling me that he was, like, the biggest guy on TikTok that you could ever have, right? Like, he's a huge guy on TikTok. And that he just sold his company for, like, $16 million on TikTok. Okay. He was a former... uh, uh, military person former special forces okay and that between him and seven people they would if there was any kind of a disturbance in the county in Pinellas County that they would be able to run the county in uh, in 48 out within 48 hours what
2: okay wait a second so he's <laughs> a, a, a
0: gay. He was like a bear kind of gay guy. Special, I will say he was a he was a bear kind. But of gay. what is he
2: talking about? Is like, does the county like contract with him for certain situations? No,
0: no, no. He's talking about if there was ever like no government, like if the government were to, you know, be ineffective or a zombie apocalypse where it happen well, or something the, like that. If,
2: if there was no government, I could run the fucking county. What? Well, <laughs> <his laughs> Anyone thing was, can run the county. He
0: was like, well, we're going to have it on lockdown and like within years Oh yeah, good hours. luck with that. And good like, luck with that. We have caches everywhere else. Now, mind you. Yeah. So when I drop him off. I drop him off in a good-looking trailer in a trailer park.
2: Right. Yeah, it just sounds like hold this on guy a second here was just what a little and
0: no tip by the way and
2: no tip. Hang on a second. Now let me ask you this, because you know both of us being veterans, we can usually spot when someone is bullshitting about a military
0: career. Was this guy bullshitting? I mean, what was your gut on that? My gut was I. I think he probably served. Right, but I don't think he was anything special. Really, yeah. like I, I think because any t- any time I, I I didn't tell him I was a, I was in the military either. I didn't it, that, look at this point. I was just like I was going to yeah, let him live the it. lie. Yeah. I was just I'm gonna right. let you live the lie because he was like I, you know because I was thinking I'm like well he said one thing he's like you know I'd, if I have the gu- if I have the guns then I don't need the gold because I go around taking the gold from everybody and it's pinellas fucking county florida everybody has guns well that was the one thing but the other thing <laughs> and was they'll shoot you through the fucking door yeah we'll talk, about, we'll that talk later. about that later but the thing was and he wouldn't shut up either right but the other thing was that he that he said and when he said that was he was like well the government's the only thing keeping people moral
2: no not even remotely
0: well no i know but i was like well hold on how are you and then i because then i had to ask a question i'm like well if you're saying that you would just go around taking everybody's stuff then maybe it's just you that's not being moral. Does he literally think
2: he's the only person in Pinellas, Pinellas County that has guns? I asked him that too, and he was like, <laughs> "Well, we'll take them from everybody." Does he? Does he think he's the only he was, person? He was, that, he
0: was very much a. I, if if it all breaks down, I'm going to be a warlord in Pinellas County. Yeah. Well, Which I was thinking, I look like, i like, you're to meeting him, but like, <laughs> and I was thinking, I'm like, you don't think somebody's going to shoot you, right? No, <laughs> no, I'm special forces. They're not going to shoot me. oh uh, yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> it was one of these conversations right. that was yeah like, that th- guy so there was so shit. much bullshit in the conversation that i didn't even want to like
2: yeah yeah that that guy's just he's living a fantasy world
0: yeah and then to drop you off at a, at a look i will say this in the trailer park that i dropped him in off he did have one of the newer trailers Oh, well,
2: that's so oh, there's something to be something. said for that. <laughs>
0: right. But like that was it, though. Like yeah. you're still in, a, in like, a you're not even in a good trailer park. If
2: dude was actually special forces, he would realize that, you know, going up against a population of one million people. Yeah, he's got no prayer. I don't care if he's got, you know, a platoon strength company squ- strength. Hold on, you don't You're don't not going to subdue one look, million. Got people. A,
0: you don't even have a full squad at seven. Right, is that what he said? Seven people. Yeah, seven people. Oh, that, yeah, Like you yeah. barely have two. You don't even have two fire teams. You're, you're How gonna, are you going to cover the entirety of fucking Pinellas County right. with two fucking fire teams? By the way,
2: you're you're going to be lucky to hold one gated neighborhood. Barely. <laughs> yeah. Barely. Like yeah. like I'm seriously. Right. Yeah. Exactly. What are you going to do? How, and I'm like, well, you wouldn't yeah. think
0: that. I'm like, you wouldn't think to go somewhere else. He's like, oh no, I I'd get Pinellas. Like every time I gave him a tactical way out of it. <laughs> right. He would just no, no. Clearly, this guy is 100% full of shit. Oh. He was so it's full of totally shit. Full it wasn't shit. even funny. Yeah, it was one, and it's one of those ones where it's you're so outrageously full of shit, especially like I'm a t- I'm the biggest person on TikTok. Right. Look, here's the thing. I don't have TikTok. I don't know really anything about TikTok, but I know you're not the biggest person on TikTok. Yeah, he's got eighty three subs. Yeah. Like <laughs> now. Yeah. No. No. Right. Not even a little bit. Yeah. But I will say this: I was very angry with the K's after Saturday night. Yeah. Like I was going home. Like I like fuck you guys. Right. Like, I was so mad because I was just like... Yeah, and that's uncommon, too. It is. It, yeah. it, it, that's the thing, too. It is uncommon. And normally, I pick up on Saturday nights down in, down in St. Pete and you'll get some gay guys and normally, they're actually pretty fucking... They're actually pretty decent rides. Right, yeah. You know, they're nice. They're kind of funny. They're a little self-deprecating. They're, right. you know... yeah. Well, every once in a while, someone will, they'll be a little uh, over the line when it comes to like, well, you want know I me mean? not outright, I'm going to, su- I'll suck your dick, but like kinda, like a little, like they're a little, uh, I actually think in a weird way that gay guys have like a straight guy scalp thing right. that they want to do where they want to get a straight guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like oh, yeah. it's like taking a I'm scalp. Sure. Yeah. So every once in a while, I think they throw a little trial balloon out there just to see if I would be willing to be the fucking pitcher in a fucking pitcher catcher scenario. So
2: yeah, well you know I mean that never turned down a blowjob. I mean that's rule number one.
0: Well, okay, yeah, uh, it's that's good to know from yeah, you. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I don't, don't know how to necessarily <laughs> why, react. To that, why would you but, say no to that? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, want to do uh, doing that to me. But, yeah,
2: you know, yeah. If
0: accepting a gay jo- uh, a blow job, a
2: blowjob from a gay guy
0: is wrong, I don't want to be right.
1: <laughs> oh Jesus
2: Christ! All right, so do we want? To- hey, I, I, hang on, I, I actually uh, rode Uber uh, this past weekend too, um, and I swear to God, I got a ride. Guy would not shut up, and he sounded exactly like you, because all he did was talk about all his rides and bitched about the platform and complained about people canceling rides and oh my god it's like uh, holy shit it's hold like on, you, hold a, on, I'm let me talking ask, to fucking
0: Alex. Let here. me ask you a couple questions though were you in the car with your wife? Yes. Was she talking to him? Uh, I told her beforehand not to. Did so you, But she did she didn't. listen? No but this guy was it was pretty unsolicited.
2: You oh know? it was unsolicited though. I mean of course it, just being polite I, I you know threw in a couple of uh, you know oh so what do you think of that type you know just to but the ride did go quick so it wasn't too bad but yeah, I, I thought I thought for sure I was in a car with you because <laughs> literally all his bitching was he was bitching about the rides he gets and
0: he didn't get tips. And, you know, um, he did. Uh, what did he say? I don't bitch to the customers about that, by the way. Oh really? No. Unless they ask the question outright, and then I'll answer the question. Right. Right. I try to. I always try to be positive. Like even if I'm not feeling positive, I always try to be positive. Right. 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 Even even that Saturday night when it, once I started getting into a certain feeling a certain way about it, I still tried to maintain positivity because you want to treat it each ride as its own. So. Right. Well, about two
2: thirds through the ride, he did finally shut up when I offered him a blowjob. So. Oh know, well, yeah. there you go. So did you have to do it then? No, he just shut up. Yeah, you know, he wouldn't oh, talk oh. after that. So. Oh. <laughs> oh jesus I, I, all right we, you know I, I i am just in such a bad mood today oh i'm sorry I, I you know i hate losing bets i'm so pissed off over that
0: i just you know uh, for i gotta sake. tell you this thing saved for you from sake. future bets though i will say that right now what do you mean if i would have lost this bet i would have never bet you again oh really yeah yeah i thought about that on saturday well, last week i'm like if i lose this bet i'm never betting him again. i wonder how close this was i'm like gonna Such be. the gimme
2: i should have gone august first i because i bet you it's still gonna be in the month of july it's possible. I yeah. mean, he's
0: pretty weak. Here's the thing: he's pretty weak he's so right weak. now. But yeah. you, you could. He's. But he's also survived this too, though. Yeah. But the opinion of him now
2: is he's a weak leader. Yeah. So this made him look weak to the Russian people, which is a, pretty much a death sentence for a, a Russian leader. But let's move on from that. It's July Fourth weekend yes yeah it, it's or early week rather. it's gonna
0: be weird though because july 4th on a tuesday
2: yeah well i'm sure monday is gonna be a pretty low-key day for everyone you know everybody's gonna be kind of half if they're working it's gonna be half-assed
0: but that it's yeah. weird though because like okay so if july 4th is on a tuesday so that means monday's gonna be half-assed right means tuesday's gonna be half-assed right and then you're gonna do the fireworks tuesday night and then wednesday's kind of half oh
2: no the fireworks are gonna be going on all weekend Least around me, they're already going on. Oh, are they really? God. So even last night it started. There were a few last night. Yeah. So I mean, man, in my my neighborhood, it's 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 really um, well because they do like like a big fireworks thing uh well that's for new year's we actually have the the oh yeah yeah that's but new year's y- you got to remember it's the same crazy fucking people in my neighborhood that do that sort of thing and we have a 60 foot you know lighted ball drop and you know <laughs> a, a, a thirty thousand dollar fireworks display just from people pitching into the neighborhood you know um So, these folks on the 4th of July, everyone's doing it pretty much independently, but it's like everywhere, man. I mean, it's like watching a city fireworks display. I haven't gone anywhere to watch fireworks for 20 years, because it's like, I'll just go outside.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it is always weird driving around on those nights, though, because oh, it does yeah. feel like a war zone. Yeah, you are so going cool. in and out of neighborhoods. You are swerving smoke, back and forth. Yeah, yeah there is smoke everywhere. Yeah, and a lot of times you drive through the smoke because, like, they right. like just before you get on that street, they lit something. <laughs> yeah, you got to wait till it's done, and then you got to cross
2: it. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does actually feel like a combat situation in a lot. It of It does. It's yeah. awesome. But uh, it's actually, a lot of fun. You know, it's it's uh, we need to uh, ramp up all the uh, the nationalism and patriotism this year because. Uh, Pride in being in America is at a record low. Um, only thirty nine percent of respondents say that they are extremely proud to be an American. Um, and uh, sixty uh, percent of Republicans do, thirty three percent of independents and twenty nine percent of Democrats do. Um, but you know it's it's really amazing. The numbers are dropping pretty low so we're at 60 percent of extreme pride for uh republicans 33 for Independents, 29 for democrats it's just dropping significantly and you know it's funny because really the united states government needs to redo their marketing campaign because it's just not working you know for whatever reason so and again you have to remember that basically all a nation is is uh you know a. A handful of rich and powerful people that use force to uh, you know control the the remaining ninety nine point nine percent but the reason that it works and they stay in power and they stay in extreme wealth is because they have a good marketing campaign you know they get you to buy into the whole nationalism thing and when that starts to wane that's a real problem for the people in power so this is something that's being watched very very closely um, so yeah, it's just, uh, something to, to think about that, uh, that all American pride ain't so good anymore.
0: Well, at the same time though, 67% of us adults are extremely or very proud to be American though, but still a lot of them. It's still a big number. Uh, was it 67% of 67 or extremely or very proud? Hmm. Wow. It's, it's the changing of the, of the adverb, right? Isn't that what it is? Adverb. Yeah. Or the adjective. Yeah. It's the changing of that extremely or very or, you know. Right. Like, I mean, I do get your overall point, and I think you're right. And I think that they – the thing is this, though. Like, America kind of deserves – our government deserves the the lack of support that it's getting. Well, all governments But those do. numbers are still a little high, though. Those but are kind of rookie numbers. Here's the interesting thing. In 55
2: and older, it's extremely high. In 35 to 54, it drops off significantly, especially with independents and, and Democrats. And here's the thing, 18 to 34, it's only 42% of Republicans, only 25% of independents, and only 12% of Democrats. Yeah. Now that tells me that the direction that it's going is just going to keep falling and falling and falling. And uh, when when a government gets to the point where they don't have that nationalistic unity, they have to resort to force. Okay? Because, again, that is all... A country is uh, a, a nation. Any nation is a government's ability to use force to oppress people and to market it in such a way that you don't believe you're being oppressed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's really what it boils down to. And when the shine is off the ball, uh, you know, that uh, that starts getting dangerous for uh, uh, for government. So something to keep an eye on there that pride in America is uh, is on the
0: decline and dramatically on the decline among young people and it took some hits this week actually yeah it took some hits this week actually to be honest with you it totally took some hits so let's so we'll talk about the supreme court stuff then all right let's get to that all right so this week they came out with a bunch of different decisions this week and so i guess we'll go down do you know the decisions or am i telling you for the first time no i know them all yeah so let's go with this first one the first one so the supreme court ruled that a website designer uh, can refuse to serve a same-sex couple and this is the same as like the bake the cake guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, which with, here's the thing um, I actually agree with.
2: I, I with think with the ruling. That, with the ruling. Yeah. I think that nobody can be forced to perform a service for somebody else if they don't want to, regardless of the reason that they don't
0: want to. Well, hold on. Let me ask you a question as it relates. And overall, I agree with you on this one. But let me ask you a question as it relates towards this. They, in that ruling, they had a difference between something that was artistic and something that wasn't artistic that that the the separator here of why you could refuse is artistic expression in the first amendment
2: yeah and, and that's exactly why because it was a first amendment argument and under that circumstance because the person was creating a website um that uh, yeah that would be considered artistic expression so in that case Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think, honestly, I I think that, and as as disgusting as I find it, and I do find it disgusting that people are, are, you know, bigots and would uh, refuse service to someone based on their race or their gender or their orientation. I I find that to be disgusting, abhorrent. Okay. So I just want to put that out there. Having said that, our Constitution gives people the right to be bigots and assholes. You know, and racists and homophobes, you know, so we do have to accept uh, that type of uh, discrimination. And, you know, what we should do in our world is we should say, well, fuck those guys are racist. I'm not going to give my business to them, whether I'm straight or gay or anything like that. So, you know, ultimately, I think that the people doing that are going to end up putting themselves out of business. You know, but then again, there are a lot of bigots and racists and homophobes in this country. Obviously, we're seeing more and more out of the closet. So maybe they they are creating a niche market for themselves. Who knows? But the thing I found interesting about this ruling is there was no standing in this case. This was all a hypothetical challenge. There was no actual gay couple that wanted to contract with this woman to create a website. Really, It was purely a theoretical exercise and why the Supreme Court didn't throw that out or you know didn't refuse to hear it for lack of standing i i don't understand that so that tells me that the supreme court absolutely has an agenda and that's why they heard this case even though technically and legally it should have never been heard
0: was, well did she have standing because there was already a rule in there Colorado There was a law
2: in Colorado but generally under those cases she would have had to have standing meaning that she would have had to had consequences for refusing to perform a service for someone. Now I guess you could say that just the fact that the law exists that there is You a, can show cars there's, there. there's hypothetical consequences but that's a that's a real reach, you know. Okay. Um so it's, it's kind of like the reason that I was uh, when I was uh, you know, uh, fighting against uh, real ID and driver's licenses that I had to get um, you know, arrested for driving without a license because I objected to the real ID and the Fourth Amendment provisions of it yeah. um, to have standing in court. And until that happened, I wouldn't necessarily have standing to challenge the law. So it's that's a that one's really shocking. This court definitely, definitely has a um, you know right wing agenda. There's no doubt about it. But even though I agree with that ruling because I believe that under the First Amendment you do have the right to be a bigot, to be a racist, to be a homophobe. It sucks, but that's the way it is.
0: Well, look, and we've said it before, and so just to reiterate. I support, and we did it with cakes, so yeah. I support the the baker who refuses to bake a gay cake. Right. I support the people that are outside protesting, the people who or the refu- guy that won't make the gay cake. Right. And I support big gay owls, gay cakes that will open up next door to grab some of that gay cake business. Absolutely. That's the way it should work. It, it should, There shouldn't be laws. There shouldn't be
2: government, you know, uh, you know. <laughs> giving rights or taking away rights from some people it ought to be the marketplace of ideas and the you know the economic marketplace ought to deal with those situations well
0: and the other thing is this too is that when it comes to a website like that's all done online you don't have to be you can do that from anywhere so it doesn't really matter right so like you're going to be able to get you're going to be able to get a website done if you're a gay couple besides stop making fucking websites for your wedding right yeah okay let's just get on that road (laughs) who the fuck needs a website for your goddamn wedding all right. Now, so the second one that I wanted to talk about, though, because there is another argument. Or there's another thing in here. The Supreme Court struck down Biden's student loan forgiveness plan.
2: Right. As they should.
0: Yeah, so you agree with this one as well. I do. I hate it
2: uh, because I absolutely wanted to see the government, you know, flush a whole bunch of money down the toilet. And I think it would be a boon for the economy to have a bunch of people who were, uh, you know, got at least some of their student loan debt forgiven. Having said that, it was the right ruling because Joe Biden did not have the authority to actually do that. Now, having said that, I don't think the federal government has the authority to be issuing loans to people to begin with. So they shouldn't be in that business.
0: Yeah, because you were Uh, against the one where they were giving businesses money.
2: Yes, (laughs) yes. Now, having said that. You took it. I took it. (laughs) Because I can theoretically say that this is the way it should be and also recognize that it's not that way and then try to benefit from it. Yeah. So I have no moral code when it comes to government. Zero, none whatsoever. So just put that out there. I have an extreme moral code with dealing with individuals, with people, and things like that. But when it comes to dealing with government, zero morals okay. on my part. Just to put that out there. Now, so the, Biden never had the authority. And essentially what uh, the Supreme Court said is, look, if you want to do something of this nature, you're going to have to go to Congress.
0: Yeah, which I would agree with, but if they which w- he uh, hold on, and this is the other part of it, which Biden agreed with and right. Pelosi agreed with, right? And they knew it, right? Yeah, they knew this wasn't going to pass constitutional muster. Yeah, but they didn't know if the Supreme Court would actually strike it down, though. Well, not hold, for sure. But but instead of instead, but in, and this is the point I wanted to make with this one, though. Instead of being, instead of realizing what they were going to do anyway, right? They are able to now shift the blame, right, to the Supreme Court. It's a, it was always a win-win for them.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so like, either they get it, and you know, you got like a whole bonus bonus generation them. of people that are like, "Yeah, go Biden," or they don't get it, and they've
0: got a, uh, a campaign talking point, and they have somebody to blame. Yeah, and so. that's what they did this one for. Yeah, this one was only put up in order to in order to have the supreme court do what they were going to do yeah and then in doing it they decided that now now you know now the court's not normal right right and but and there's too many times on both sides because both of them do this shit is that both of them will try to pass something legislatively or do something through uh the their executive on and then make the make the supreme court make the ruling right Instead of them stopping themselves yep. from doing it, oh yeah, yeah, which is what they did in this one. That's why we have checks and balances.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah but, but the this Supreme is a, Court but is, is becoming a crutch, very politicized. Though. But this is a crutch, though. Yeah, oh, of course it is. It's like yeah. passing the passing the blame. Oh sure,
2: yeah, it puts them in a win win situation. If they get it, great, they got it. If they don't, then they've got a you know a campaign uh, issue. Yeah, so and you uh, know <laughs> they can go back to their constituents and say look this is why it's so important that we elect you know pick your party because we've got supreme court nominations coming up uh, they did that the last campaign cycle it's it's all about the supreme court nominations and it was and it turned well, yeah, out they that, did that was with, they very did important with, they
0: did it with obama and then they right. stopped the one with obama right and then they did it with trump right and now they're going to and now they're going to try to raise the number i think or there's going to be more talk now after these decisions came out now there's going to be more talk and again we got a couple more to talk about but right um, now we now there's going to be more talk of well we need to add numbers to it or give them term limits right yeah because they're claiming you know these guys well are, you got
2: to amend the constitution to give them term limits yeah you, you can't do that without a constitutional amendment because it's an article three of the constitution yeah or
0: they're gonna I, they're two, gonna I make think. attempts at this stuff yeah um or and they're gonna they're definitely gonna use it as um, uh, uh campaign talking points oh without question yeah now the third one was the supreme court outlaw affirmative action in college admissions in their landmark decision as well
2: yeah uh, and so what's your thought on this i I, I actually agree with that one too yeah you know, um it's uh it, 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 you know affirmative action is just wrong it, it's just wrong now if this ends up meaning that um you know minorities are actually getting singled out for and not making a new college because of it yeah that sucks you know that's a problem and that i don't want that to happen either but but you don't want it to happen either i right? don't i just don't want any discrimination at all you know that's the thing i i don't want to see any discrimination anywhere and essentially for decades uh we had discrimination against minorities okay um and uh You know they so they weren't getting into college at a um, representative level uh, according to uh, demographics, but now it seems after years of affirmative action uh, that you know it's it's uh, it's a lot easier to get into college now if you are a minority. You know, so it's uh, you know it's gone too far the other way, and I really just want to see what we should do is we should eliminate any reference to race for college admissions. So you have no idea, you know, what the race of the person is when the colleges are actually reviewing uh, these folks. You know, that's, I think, would be a, a much more fair way to do it. And it would be based on merit. Now, the counter argument to that is that minorities in general have a lot less opportunities growing up So they don't necessarily uh, match up. Let's say they, you know, couldn't do the extracurriculars or they were in a school that didn't have advanced placement classes or or something like that. And that's a problem, too. I don't know how you get around it. But as far as constitutionally in the Supreme Court, uh, it is it is the right decision uh, because you shouldn't be making decisions for people based on race. Period. End of story. Everyone should be equal. Yeah, you know, everyone should have an equal opportunity, um, you know, so it's it's, well, a, now it's in, a tough call. It,
0: now, in some of the people that were arguing uh, in favor of this, they were also saying, well, there's there's other things that people have an advantage of legacy admissions or right. things are people that are richer, have a, a better oh, opportunity course. to do that. Yeah. And those course. are all things. But yeah. But that's why the, the essays and Right the the, the the other things could be the factor that wouldn't be overtly racial. Yeah. But the, your arguments against some of the reasons for racial could be put in those areas. Right. Like if you write the essay of you know, why why should I be admitted into this school and I've had a troubled past, but I was able to persevere and get going. You'd be able to make the decision then. I would be a lot more comfortable with
2: a system like that that really uh, levels the playing field. But then again, if you um, say that, you know, look, a certain percentage of people in general are racist, and so there is a certain level of systemic racism in every college, or at least, you know, some college, the majority of college. So, you know, it's, it's almost as if that, The admissions process needs to be completely blind of race. Yeah.
0: But but then again, the ones that were getting hurt in this one, though, were the Asians. I don't know how. Oh, no, no, because they weren't getting in as much because they were like, if you wanted to get into school as an Asian, you had to have a much higher score in order to get in.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. And that's not fair either. Yeah. But by the same token, (laughs) you know, if if we did that, uh, chances are uh, colleges would be about 70% Asian. You yeah, know? but then that's but what it hey, is. that's what it is, you know. You know <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Asian
0: parents are doing are doing it right. They're
2: doing a great job. Yeah. Well, when you talk to the Asian kids, they're like, "Oh my God, my childhood was hell." <laughs> yeah. But you know, then again, when they're making you know half a million dollars a year as a doctor or a lawyer or you know engineer or something like that, yeah, uh, they're not not too uh, upset about that at that point. Yeah. But yeah, it's again, it's like all of these rulings were the right rulings technically but they feel like shit you know what i'm saying yeah i don't feel good about these rulings but they're kind of the right ruling you yeah. know it's a weird yeah no, no affirmative action was not something that they should, yeah. they should continue to have it but should how go do you away. fix that you know but, and, or but do I... you try to fix it and just let the the colleges be you know like i said 70 percent agent well i
0: still think it <laughs> should know? be like it should still be merit-based at the end of the day right or here's the thing or if you're a college either If you're a college and you aren't funded by the state, I guess you can have whatever curriculum you want. Right. It's the ones that are funded by the state, well then you gotta abide by certain rules of equal opportunity and stuff like that.
2: But then again, do you get into a situation if you do that that you end up having unintentional segregation because you get the historically black colleges, okay, which are predominantly black. So do you end up again, segregation isn't the answer in my book either, you know? But I, I there sometimes we just have to accept that there's some things that there's not a good fix for. And we should just kind of like get rid of the rules and see how the marketplace of ideas solves the problem. And there's a lot of people who want to solve this problem. So I think if you just get the government out of the way and let it happen, it will. Yeah. But you don't know necessarily exactly how that would pan out. Well,
0: look, I think you're, the problem is this. You're always going to have people that are the grifters in these situations, right? That will use whatever they can use in order to grift, basically. And I think in some of these situations, you have some people that make their living off this country being racist and you know, will always say that, well, look, you know we, if the if the numbers aren't exact, well then there's a problem, but the problem is is race and not anything else, right. And even in the the Supreme Court ruling, look Clarence Thomas is black and he wrote the he wrote the majority opinion on it but then you had the other side which is a she uh, uh, Jackson wrote the negative on this one and but if you yeah. but but if you listen to what Jackson wrote but she sounded fucking racist
2: right yeah
0: like, well like you made the same arguments that the racist juice <laughs> here
2: here's the thing a lot of times when it's coming from the left it does sound very racist to me it's like oh well because you're black you can't compete with white people yeah you know what i'm saying it's like I, I, that's like really are you kidding well, me and then
0: here's the thing to say that the legacy thing was somehow white affirmative action like come on C- now. yeah like no. that's just bullshit like yeah. by the way that's a legacy thing it doesn't matter well, what color no, that person it, is it
2: kind of is though it kind of is because if you're going by legacy each generation past was more and more likely to be predominantly white so. but they were all predominantly rich though well, yeah, <laughs> really. Money is what it the all, poor, all boils down to. The poor West to.
0: Virginia guy ain't getting in because he was white. Yeah, yeah. Well, bottom line is, look,
2: you have to understand that education is still about supply and demand. And the government involvement is what's really fucked it up. I mean, completely. Oh, yeah. So if we were to just say, look, there will be a demand for education. Let's just get the government out of the way and see how the, the marketplace You know, meets the demand. If there is demand, somebody's going to supply it. And if if there's a high percentage of minorities that want college degrees, they're going to get them. Yeah. You know, it's as simple as that. So I I don't know why we spend so much time on this side, on both sides of the argument. You know, it's just like... (sighs)
0: Yeah, yeah. Just, it, right, so let's get get, let's get into the last one. So the last one, which was done earlier in the week. So this actually, like, was the first ruling that came out. But even though it's the last one that we're going to talk about today, was um, and I'll read from this one. The U.S. Supreme Court shot down a controversial legal theory that could have changed the way elections are run. Uh, across the country, but left the door open for more limited challenges that could increase the role in deciding voter disputes during the 2024 presidential election. The court's 6-3 ruling on Tuesday drove a stake through the most extreme version of the so-called independent state legislature theory, which holds that legislatures have absolute power in setting the rules of federal election cannot be second-guessed by state courts. That decision cheered, uh, the decision cheered voting rights groups, basically. So what this was saying was, is that there was a, and I forget what state it was, North Carolina. North Carolina did their districts out there, and they gerrymandered the fuck out of them. Right. And so the their Supreme Court said, well, you can't gerrymander them. Those, those, those lines are unconstitutional. Right. The state legislature there said, well, fuck you. We can have whatever lines we want to have. We're the ultimate say-so in what goes on here. And th- that made it to the Supreme Court. Right. And the Supreme Court said, no, that's not true. The courts do have um, oversight over how you do your districts. Okay. Yeah. Again, I agree with the ruling.
2: Yeah. I... I... Here's I kind th- of agree with the ruling too. Here, 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 especially since yeah,
0: everywhere's districts are so gerrymandered. That and that here that's the thing by the way. Yeah. All both political parties yeah. that are in charge, if they're in charge of a state, they gerrymander the districts right. to their benefit. Yeah. New York does it for Democrats. Yep. North Carolina does it for Republicans. Florida does it for Republicans. Right. California does it for Democrats. Right. They're, they all do it. And I don't and agree with it necessarily. For the folks that don't
2: understand why that's important, is they will make... For example, let's say you've got 10 counties that have a majority of Republicans. Okay? Um, and those in those counties, the Republicans are clustered in certain areas. They will draw... Uh, if it's a democrat state if it's a democratic legislature they will draw an area that encompasses all of those predominantly republican areas in one district and it usually looks like some you know a spaghetti monster type district but that way they know they're going to lose that district every time but they don't care because they've made they packed the other districts as safe for whatever their party. In, in this instance, Democrats, but both parties do exactly the same thing. So that's why gerrymandering is important because you can draw the districts in such a way so that the opposing party only gets a few districts that they're pretty much guaranteed to win and you get a bunch of districts that you're guaranteed to win.
0: Yeah, and the way that race comes into play on this is like in states like Alabama or Mississippi or something. Mississippi, definitely. Mississippi, definitely, where the majority like there's a there's a large black percentage right they will cut around those areas so all the black people are basically in one district yeah yeah so
2: essentially they all get one representative instead of in the case where if they'd done the districts right you know they would have had the opportunity to have voted for multiple
0: uh representatives yeah people who end up in that one district so yeah and, and and again this is a bipartisan thing both sides do it and both sides do it for basically the same reasons. Right. Yeah. And that's the, again, if you don't like, and I don't, I don't like it per se, but at the same time.
2: Yeah. It's been around in politics for a very, very long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think with us, I think there's probably a simple algorithm that you could use in order to solve this problem. The problem with that though, is that no one wants to do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. that <laughs> Nobody wants nobody to actually wants, Nobody wants that. Yeah. Everybody wants to be able Look, and we, the Republicans haven't always been in charge of Florida. When the Democrats are in charge of Florida, they do the same thing. the other way. Yeah. And then as soon as the Republicans got in charge, they say, now it's our turn now. Yeah. Like, neither one of them agree that the power shouldn't exist. They just fight over who, who gets, gets to, to have it. the power. Yeah, who, exactly. who gets to wield the power. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. ultimately is a problem with government, but that's a whole different story for a different day.
2: All right, hey, let's move on to a topic that I am very interested in. Um, you know how we talked... A Gay porn? Of, well, yeah, but not now. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know how we talked a couple of weeks ago about David Grush, uh, the whistleblower? Can you not do that? Sorry, I was turning off my phone. Yeah. Um, that uh, the whistleblower who... Uh, was with the National Reconnaissance Office and also with the Pentagon's uh, UAP division investigating UFOs and things like that. Yeah. Came out and said, yeah, I've talked to a bunch of people. Um, you know, they've they've had firsthand accounts of actually interacting with crashed or uh, landed alien spacecraft. We have multiple alien spacecraft in our possession. The United States government does. OK, so we talked about that story a couple of weeks ago. Well, guess who just came out and confirmed that story? Who? Your best friend,
0: Marco Rubio. <laughs> he, here's the thing about this story, by the way, huh. and this is where my own ugliness comes into play. I guess. Right. The fact that Rubio's around it makes me not want to hear anything about it. And <laughs> I, know. Me, I don't think they're aliens now. Yeah. Because Rubio's I, I involved. I know. I, just, I know. I'm, I'm just. I'm just being honest here. I'm just being honest. Fuck Rubio! I
2: know. I hate him. We know. I hate him too. And he hates both of us, so it's mutual. All right. so here's the headline. Marco Rubio says he's heard shocking first-hand accounts of UFOs from top Pentagon officials who claim U.S. owns crashed non-human craft and is working on reverse-engineering their technology. So, this is, without question, an intentional um... leak but he did it in such a way where it was a really soft confirmation but it's also a step towards full disclosure and we've talked about this process uh, we we talked about it last couple weeks this process of full disclosure we are now at the two-thirds point well we're about uh, maybe about the the 55 60 percent point of full disclosure because first in 2018 They said, um, you know, uh, yes, there are some unidentifying flying objects and submersible objects, and we have video of them. The military has seen them. We don't know what they are, okay, Mm -hmm. which was apparently a lie. So now, five years later, in 2023, we start getting leaks that, okay, yes, we do know what they are, and we actually have several of them in our possession, uh, now cont- uh, confirmed by two high-ranking government officials. Uh, and you know what? I'll go ahead and play you the clip. Um, let's, uh, let's, uh, we'll, we'll play it in Rubio's own words so you Until can hear it.
1: now, just hours ago, we found fu- our potentially spacecraft and others. Right. You have heard from those people who've made those claims. And here's what the senator told us. I'm going to play a, a big chunk of our exchange. say there are people that have come forward to share information with our committee over the last couple of years. I would imagine some of them are potentially some of the same people that perhaps he's referring to. I want to be very protective of these people. A lot of these people came to us even before these protections were in the law for whistleblowers to come forward. Sorry, people who have had first-hand knowledge, who claim to have first-hand knowledge of seeing this type of thing? Or, Or have first-hand knowledge or first-hand claims of certain things. Uh, some are public figures, you know, and, and we've heard from them in the past, others, um, you know, have, have have not shared publicly. And so we're trying to gather as much of that information as we can. But I, and the reason why I'm being cautious, I'm trying to be evasive, but I am trying to be protective of these people, some of these people still work in the government. And frankly, a lot of them are very fearful, fearful of their jobs, fearful of their clearances, fearful of their career. And, and, and some, frankly, are, are fearful of harm coming to them. So that category of people who have firsthand knowledge, who say they have actually seen these kinds of things, do you find many of them credible? Well, I don't find them either not credible or credible because we have no basis about we understand some of these claims are things that are beyond sort of the realm of what any of us has ever dealt with. What I think we owe them is just a mature, you know, understand listening and, and trying to put these all these pieces together and just sort of intake the information without any prejudgment or jumping to any conclusions in one direction or another. I will say I find most of these people at some point, or maybe even currently, Have held very high clearances and high positions within our government. So you start, you do ask yourself, like, what incentive would so many people with that kind of um, qualification? These are serious people, have to come forward and make something up.
2: Okay, so that's uh, that's the clip there. And essentially, he's, you know, he's he's hedging a a lot in that because he's saying, well, I don't find him credible or not credible. But, yeah, these are high ranking government officials with high ranking clearances and they have everything to lose and nothing to gain. And some of them are fear for their careers or, you know, even harm coming to them. Um, So, again, folks, this at a very deep government level is part of the plan. Uh, they've been easing us into this now for five years actually it's gone on a lot longer than that a lot of it with media and internet stuff on the internet things that were you know uh, being allowed to leak out and then with the actual government confirmation so at this point we have the confirmation that one starting in 2018 there are things up there flying around that we don't know what they are we're going to call them uh unidentified aerial phenomenon yeah okay um or USOs un unidentified submersible objects. Um now 5 years later we get uh you know first the lower level guy who was very very credible high, had actually high ranking um clearance high high positions in the government coming out and then a few weeks later a United States senator comes out and says yeah we've talked to these people in our committee and they, yes they are credible and they do claim that we have several alien craft. Okay, Um, but it didn't get a lot of play. It's still not really getting the mainstream media pickup. So that tells me they're going to do another one of these. So in the near future, probably in the next few months, we're going to have some committee investigation that is going to come out likely and say that, yes, the United States government does have recovered alien craft. Okay, and then that's going to just kind of be out there for a while. And the world's not going to panic and nobody's going to freak out about it because we're conditioned at this point. It's all preparation for what's going to happen probably in somewhere between 2026 and 2030 is when we actually get to meet them, okay? And we're going to find out that, yes, not only do we have recovered alien craft, not only have we been reverse engineering them, but we've been working closely with multiple species for about 70 years, okay? And it wouldn't even surprise me if we're actually – like in the application process of being added to some intragalactic you know government of some sort and that's where the shit really hits the fan Uh, yeah i mean i think we're (laughs) we're uh, we're actually on the verge in our lifetime of really realizing we're you know a member of the galactic federation (laughs) and we have been we've been in the application process for 50 years and if you guys don't get in line we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get denied i have no idea no idea what that's gonna mean for the world and hopefully it is the one thing that can save us from the ai (laughs) being a member of the galactic federation they won't let us let the ai you know they won't let the ai kill us all but I really think that that's a high probability of where we're going on this because just think of the steps we've taken and think of what how it would have been fifteen, twenty, twenty five years ago if they had said what they're saying. Oh no, today. this is
0: on coast to coast.
2: This is like completely
0: right. fringe. Yeah, exactly. You're a nutcase for right. believing this stuff. Yeah. Like, right? And and to go now. And here's the thing, though. To go back now, and all the people that were considered fringe that were on George Norrie's (laughs) (laughs) coast-to-coast were all right. Right. Art Bell, by the way. Art Bell. Art Bell was way better than George Norrie. But But, but either way. But to see that this is what's going on now... Right. Look, man... All these people that would say these wild conspiracy theories are all coming. It's all coming oh, true. I know.
2: I know. It's, it's like I've always said, half of all conspiracy theories are half true. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, we only got about a couple minutes left uh, before we go into the second hour. But I do want to remind you folks, we've got a ton more good stuff to get to. Um, and, uh, you know, actually another conspiracy theory involving Bill Gates, maybe, that I want to talk about in the second hour. But if you'd like to join us, it's Patreon. Go to Patreon.com com forward slash unattended baggage sign up become a subscriber Uh, you get uh, an extra hour at least every week of the program uh, which is only for uh, subscribers plus you get a whole bunch of swag you get an autographed copy of my book the cassandra trigger you get a this is not a bomb duffel bag uh, and you get an anarchist guild coin so sign up become a subscriber patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage all right let's uh, talk real quick we only got a, a about a minute and a half about more of biden's faux pas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this week at a uh, a meeting with uh leaders in india he actually said and i'm going to see if we can play the clip here that i sold a lot of state secrets now hang on let's let's just hear the clip
1: i was just thinking uh uh the, anyway i started off without you and I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that were shared. I was just thinking... Uh, <laughs> okay,
2: he was making a joke there uh, because he was trying for the to cover for the fact that he started meeting without someone. And he couldn't remember that person's name. So he was saying, while you were gone, essentially, I sold a lot of state secrets. But it's just... Come on, man. Come on, Grandpa. You got to know better than that. And uh, also, there was a whole bunch of scuttlebutt because uh, Biden's been showing up with like these weird strap marks on his face. And it's been shown he's uh, now using a CPAP uh, machine for sleep apnea, which not a big deal. But the media is making a big deal about it. But this guy does not need to be president anymore. <laughs> I mean, you're just too
0: damn old, Biden. Like okay, so here's the thing. First off, a lot of people use a CPAP machine, so like that's not even a big deal, right? And you sold the state secret. Look, this guy just doesn't know how to talk, man. Right, right. He just he's you know he's not. How is this our How is this our president?
2: He's not quite totally demented yet, but just some of the things he's saying are like cringeworthy. Patreon.com forward slash Unattended Baggage. We'll see you on the other side.